0: And finally, Shelby, we were talking about a movie that was actually supposed to be in the movie theaters. You must be elated.
1: <laughs> I am, except I uh, i was looking again at what we would have been covering. <laughs> and it is sort of a catch-22 for me because this week would have been Fast and the Furious 9. Oh. Which if I could have convinced <laughs> you to watch it. I'd Dodged have a bullet <laughs> there. Thank
0: you, Corona.
1: Yeah. I mean, this one was pushed back a whole year because they know they're just a summer movie. So The
0: Lord provides, honestly.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Would you... I mean, at least it's fun. You know what you're getting. It's the high production value, so...
0: It's a real Sophie's Choice between... 70 days in quarantine and having to watch Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're neck and neck.
1: Okay, okay. But yeah, we're here to talk about The Lovebirds, which is Kumail Nanjani. Whoa. <laughs> <twister>. <laughs> My apologies. Um, the Lovebirds with Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjani.
0: Yes, so good job. Giving, right. yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Recovered. Um, which I was excited about from the first trailer. Obviously, like Matt said, it was meant for theaters, but I think it found its proper place in the
0: world. Yeah, this it's interesting because so there were ads already for this by the time Corona happened. Like I remember mm-hmm. seeing trailers for this in theaters. I thought it looked fun. Issa Rae and Camille Nanjiani are fun uh, up and not up and coming necessarily. Like they're well known, right. but they're not... I feel like they're still, like, fresh. Like, there's a lot of hype to the two of them. So it was fun to see this pairing. The director of the movie is Michael Showalter, who did Wet Hot American Summer, but also did The Big Sick, which was Camille's movie a couple years ago that did really well. And then he also worked on Search Party, which is a TV show. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's also very good. Um, I think the new season of it's coming out soon, actually. I don't think I watched that. So there was some excitement around this, but I also feel like... There were people who were already poo-pooing it, sort of saying that they thought it looked stupid from the trailer. Yeah. Were Were you into this movie, like,
1: yeah, like back I in was February? Excited. I thought it looked funny. I really love Issa Rae, and honestly, Kumail as well. So I was on board. I thought, I mean, obviously, I can see that it's not, like, an original idea. Like, it's basically Date Night, but with an interracial couple. Um, date Night is the Steve Carell and Tina Fey movie that came out. I think, a while ago now. 2008, (laughs) maybe? I feel like I was in high school. (laughs) So, I mean, it it didn't seem like, wow, original. But I feel like some of these comedies have been surprisingly good. Like Game Night, I thought the trailers seemed pretty, like, generic. And then the movie turned out to be a lot of fun. So, I was kind of hoping for something like that where it would seem a little bit more straightforward than it turned out to actually be in some ways I guess that was true because it was a lot more complicated than I thought but (laughs) um, all in all I did go in pretty excited we set up our projectors so we could have like the movie theater experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I ended up being I think I think a little disappointed, but overall I would have been way more disappointed if I had spent money to go to a movie theater to watch this movie. Cause I think it's a good Netflix
0: movie. That's so interesting. We, we've talked about comedies (laughs) before and how they are so subjective, but I really loved this movie. (laughs) I thought it was very fun. I was very engaged. And the whole time I was thinking, I was thinking, you know what I think separates for me, like uh, a good comedy or a bad comedy sort of in this current era is whether or not like the in-between moments are funny Like, I thought that with this movie, the plot points were like eh, a bit shaky and sort of like the gimmicks that you saw in the trailer of the movie. I didn't necessarily think were that great, but I really liked all of the conversations that like (laughs) Issa Rae and Camille had going throughout the movie. And I thought that there were lots of really funny parts in between. And I was sort (laughs) of in my mind... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I was like, oh, I enjoyed this movie, not because of the, oh, I'm going to pour bacon grease on you part, (laughs) but because of all of the sort of like fun interactions that are in between. And then I was thinking about this in comparison to Late Night, the Mindy Kaling movie that came out Mm -hmm. last year Mm -hmm. and how that movie I thought like the premise of it sort of worked but then when you went and saw the movie the only funny parts were those parts that were in the trailer and the in-between moments there wasn't anything that was interesting or funny there and how then it just made the whole movie seem sort of long and dull where this (laughs) felt more interesting because there was lots of these weird unexpected little like quips back and forth between them in between the parts that they thought were actually going to be more funny i think
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. I think that's very true. And I think that's why, I mean, it's done pretty well. Like it has 68 or 67% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And I think most of the critics are pretty like middle of the lane. Like it's not a trashed movie because exactly the uh, stars are just so watchable and their chemistry and like their energy and their quips are all very clever and fun to watch. Like I think that in reading these reviews that's what people like clung to is just yes. like oh they were so good together i just wish the movie was better which i think is where i fell is like yeah they were funny to watch but i feel like i can watch them be funny in a lot better things that i just mm-hmm. was kind of disappointed that this movie kind of fell flat just like story wise and i was frustrated like the more i thought about the story i'm like wow that actually didn't matter at all and it didn't make any sense and all the mystery around it actually wasn't like it either wasn't a mystery or it was like solved so quickly that it's just sort of like oh so this was a non-movie if it if it had you know nothing like happened yes. really when you look back at well
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I felt like the best scene, sort of, where, like, them in the beginning, their scene before anything really happens is just yeah. them, like, getting ready for a party and kind of <laughs> arguing in in their apartment and then getting in the car and sort of arguing more and then they end up breaking up in the car and that whole sequence which is I don't know what maybe like six seven eight minutes long (laughs) is just like nothing is happening other than the two of them just talking to each other about amazing race and a whole bunch of things and I thought that was really funny and then later on they're at a diner kind of like in between things (laughs) that are happening and Camille gives this whole monologue about like milkshakes and why when they bring out milkshakes they bring out that like (laughs) cup that has the extra milkshake in it but they don't do that for any other food items and so like why can't they just measure out what the correct amount for the milkshake like if they're always making extra why and I thought that was really funny too and then so, I don't know. I liked those kind of weird right. moments. But the plot was convoluted. Shall we make an <laughs> attempt to explain yeah. what happens? Maybe we can go back and forth. Like, you explain yeah. a bit, and then I'll explain a bit, and then you explain <laughs> yeah. a bit, and we'll see if we can figure okay. this yeah. out.
1: I think together, maybe. Um, so, basically, like you said, it starts with him arguing and breaking up. And in this emotional breakup, he accidentally runs a red light and hits a cyclist. And so that's like, oh, trauma. But then this guy comes screaming and he's like, I'm a cop. I have to take your car. We have to chase him. He's a bad guy. And this is all in the trailer. You see them. He finds the cyclist, runs him over multiple times. And they realize like, oh, wait, this was not a cop. And now we look guilty. This funny white couple sees the whole thing happen and calls the police on them. And they decide to go on the run sort of impulsively. And I thought that was all funny. But again, it's something you saw in the trailer, like pretty much all of it. So right. it wasn't like a, a fresh happening when you're seeing it in the movie. But yeah, um, it was funny. Good energy. Good start. And you think, oh, well, here's the mystery. They have to solve who the who the real killer is before they can trust going to the cops.
0: Yes. And the, per- and the girl who stumbles upon them with the body is Kat Cohen, who I don't know if you've ever seen her in anything. But she's like a she's um she lives in New York and she's like a comic who does a lot of stuff here. So I have seen her. She's she's had some random roles in other like New York based shows. But also she I've just like seen her do stand up and improv and she does like musicals, like singing oh. things some places. So it was fun to see her. Show up in this, and she also has a podcast which is pretty entertaining, called In Treatment or in, I can't remember. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We
1: don't we don't shout out other podcasts on our. Podcast. Oh
0: yes, yes, that's true. Um, I don't know what her other podcast is. I bet it's bad, and you just yeah. keep listening to us instead. Um, yeah. so so they're on the run from the cops, trying to figure out who this person is who died, and also who killed him. And okay, let me think. The next step of this <laughs> is that they get a te- they have the phone of the guy who of died. the of the guy who died of the cyclist, and so the phone has an address that they're supposed to meet somebody named Eddie. I think at I mean, like a Edie, bar, yeah. <laughs> Edie. So they go to this bar, they meet her. It turns out to be Anna Camp, mm-hmm. and she then takes them back to her barn and ties them up why why does she do that
1: uh, this is <laughs> yeah it's a very weird thing it turns out she's the wife of this senator and you realize somehow she was being blackmailed and so now she's torturing these people to find out who knows and like who has these photos that she doesn't want to get out and so that's the scene with the with they can either get hot oil to the face or see what's behind door number one. And she has this thick accent. It's this whole thing. The the thing behind the door turns out to be a horse who who kicks Kumel in the chest and then he decides that's worse than grease to the face, which is just categorically Laughable. false. Yeah. No one would think hot grease to the face is a good idea. But they eventually escape. And you don't really ever revisit this couple again, who are willing to destroy people's lives and faces for a so, photo. So, in the
0: general, so in the actual situation, the cyclist had the photo. Yeah, that they and they think that this cyclist is actually Issa and Kamel because they don't know who the cyclist is. Okay, so then, yeah. so then. They're sending a blackmail situation, yeah. but they're not. Okay, so this, I guess, sort of makes sense.
1: Well, sort of. I mean, so then of. they realize they can they have the address to the cyclist's house through a series of events, and they decide to go to his house and see what these photos are, because then they think, oh, well, then we'll have photographic evidence that will exonerate us somehow. I don't know. Yes. And so they end up at this, frat, uh, at this house where all these frat boys are making these packages of blackmail, and... It's kind of a funny sequence and then <laughs> but basically they also are followed by the guy who murdered the cyclist who is now cleaning up shop with these other blackmailers and is shooting all of them dead and so they barely escape. And this is kind of where it gets confusing because you realize there's sort of this underground society, sort of an Illuminati style group and that's oh, who they've yes. been blackmailing. And so they decide they need to go. Well,
0: <laughs> well, first, well no, they don't realize that yet. Because okay. first they... Yeah, this movie's... The plot is very confusing. Because <laughs> first they realize that they need to get into the phone. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because the bad guy kills all of the frat bros who were putting together these blackmail packages so they real so they realize that they need to get into this phone which they don't have access to so they right. go back to the house party that they were originally supposed to go to like with their actual friends before yeah. they ever hit the biker because one of isa Rae's co-workers is supposedly <laughs> really good with computers yeah, so they go matter. back and they get him to hack into the phone which only has one app on it, which is this sort of like weird Illuminati yeah invitation to this event. So then they decide, OK, we got to go to this event, which they go to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that was one of my favorite sequences is they have this elaborate story to tell their friends and to get the guy to help them unlock this phone. And that's, like, another example of their fun energy and, like, just how fun they are to watch as a couple. And so you kind of wish the plot made more sense around it. But they end up going to this Illuminati meeting, which is sort of in a callback to a joke in the beginning, it turns into this orgy that they're meant to witness for some reason. And this is what's frustrating, right? It's like, I mean, there could have been something really clever or cool or interesting, but it just kind of turns out they're found out as infiltrators, and so the Illuminati group is going to turn on them, but then the cops are called, and so everyone flees, and it's just the two of them, and they get arrested, and so they think they're going to prison, but then, surprise, the detective is like, oh, we knew you were innocent all along because of the CCTV that got- Which I. That showed everything. <laughs> I And I
0: did sort of like that twist to it. That like they're running yeah. from the cops all along. Thinking the cops are after them. And right. really the cops are like, oh no, we know you didn't do it. Like I thought that was a fun way out of it. Yes. Um, but I agree that if you're going to do a, this orgy scene, like I don't understand why they didn't make one of them have to be involved in it, you know, like call their number. Cause it's all these people sitting. It's a weird, weird setup, even for an orgy where it's like (laughs) a theater. Everyone's sitting in there with these bird masks on. Then some people come on stage with like a bingo calling bowl and pull out numbers and so those 10 people come down and then they all basically have an orgy on this giant bed in front of everyone else who's watching and I think it would have been funny to have to watch like Camille Nanjiani go down there not knowing what's going to happen and then be like (laughs) oh shoot I'm in the middle of an orgy but they didn't do that for some reason
1: and it turns out that, oh, Edie, Anna Camp's character, and her husband are part of this group, and that's why they were so aggressive about not having the photos get out. But they don't do anything when they say, when they see Isa and Kamel here. And also, then the cop says, oh, we already knew about this group. Uh, we were going to shut them down, but someone called him. And so we already know everything. So it's like, it was sort of also kind of frustrating that, One, like I can appreciate that they weren't ever guilty because honestly, that makes sense that they would have uh, footage of this guy jumping in their car. Mm -hmm. But it was sort of like, oh, so the abusive senator doesn't matter. They're not like outing him. The crazy Illuminati group is not a big reveal because the cops already knew about it. And so it was like, well... So what was the point of that? Like, it's not like fun or clever or interesting. And the mystery isn't really a mystery that needs solved because it already had been. And so it's just like, oh, OK.
0: Well, then so then they're taken in police custody. The police are asking them questions. And then the police are like, OK, you look tired. We're going to send you home and you can come back tomorrow and answer questions for us, which I have never heard of police doing that. <laughs> and so Issa Rae and Kumail go out and get in this squad car that's supposed to take them home. Yeah. But surprise, it's actually the bad guy from the beginning who hit the biker and he is a cop and so he is going to take them someplace and kill them off because they're the only people who have actually seen him. The, T- the CCTV footage isn't that clear. So he was a cop. He found out about this sex cult. He was then blackmailing the sex cult. But then when the police found out about the sex cult, they realized that they or he realized that they were going to catch him. So then he had to, like, clean up this blackmail ring that's happening. Well, yeah, but he
1: also, he wasn't originally blackmailing the group. He was hired by the group to protect them from, like, police. So he was sort of like a dirty cop who was, Uh like... But then he realized he could kind of have his cake and eat it, too. And so he started blackmailing them through the cyclist so that it wasn't obviously him blackmailing him because they trusted him to be their friendly cop, but he could get money out of them by having the cyclist do the dirty work. But then the cyclist, I think, got greedy and started doing it too much and got found out. And so the Illuminati group asked the mustache man to kill the cyclist. But it's also weird because how did the cyclist have the invitation to the party anyways? And they knew it was his invitation because they were like, they made this announcement that was like this guy we just had killed showed up at the party summit, like his barcode was used at the party. And so it's like very weird to me. (laughs) And I know it's like, oh, it's a comedy. It doesn't matter. But it's a dumb plot hole to have that when you have a murder mystery as your comedic backbone, you know, you have to then have a logical mystery. But it really just falls apart once you start to like, talk about it because yeah like who is this mustache guy how does he think he's getting away with this and why would he go and murder all these frat boys with his own gun you know like i've watched enough cop procedurals to know that they can trace your you know the bullet to your gun so like what's your plan here and he references that when he's like oh i'm gonna kill you but tell them that this guy took my gun and used it on you so he's not dumb but it's just like i mean i
0: like so in other versions of this, like in Date Night, in um, Did You Hear About the Morgans, I feel like the general way that this works is that the people witness a crime and then like the mafia or whatever is after right. them. So they're like on the run. And then they, yeah. you know, in the process of hiding, they end up in all of these weird situations, blah, 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 blah. blah. Which I think they didn't want to do that. And I like this idea or the premise that... They are sort of framed for it and they're running from the police, right. which I think is a good way into this. But then I don't then I feel like it sort of goes off the rails and they wanted these like they wanted this bacon grease horse scene for some reason <laughs> and they wanted the sex cult scene. And then yeah. therefore they just had to kind of construct it around these And I think that's why the best scenes of the movie really don't have anything to do with the plot. They're just these (laughs) random sequences, you know, where it's like, oh, they're trying to decide how they're going to break into the window at the frat house. And like, they're kind of like punching it and (laughs) kicking it and they can't figure out how. And that doesn't really relate to the plot at all. It's just like a funny scene of the two of them having to do something. And I wish almost that they had just given them... Some kind of easier setup where we could have just seen them do more things, you know, <laughs> like that this was just like a family right. vacation movie or something. Yeah. um although I do think that they both do a good job of of being funny in their sort of like stressed out states, right. which anxiety, is yeah, yeah fun <laughs> to watch throughout the movie.
1: It is like their charisma that carries the film and it makes sense in the context that this is better they're better at their like worst selves. Like they're both kind of dicks and assholes and they aren't really nice to each other because they're both stressed and worried about their lives. Um, And so there's a lot of prison jokes and like whatever, but it's just unfortunate that no one like sat down and really mapped out a good murder mystery for them to either solve tangentially or to have to outsmart somehow. Cause it just kind of like fizzles in the end. Like it really just, all the wins taken out once you realize like oh yeah nothing you just did matters and it's sort of like i mean that would that would have been a funny joke to end on but then they try to be like oh but actually you do have to solve one last piece even though it makes no sense and like this is pretty dumb (laughs) too
0: well the like the mystery that is going on in um game night is significantly better than this you know like i don't I liked Game Night. I and I remember thinking it's funny. I don't. I I don't know if like the comedy of it. it was necessarily that much funnier than this movie. But <laughs> the mechanism and the um, yeah, yeah. But there were some of the plot lines that were like some of the people in Game Night were a lot funnier than others. I thought like in oh, yeah. those groups of people. No, that's true. Yeah. So, but the mechanism for it and the like mystery was a right. lot better in Game Night. Where this. <laughs> The, really the good parts were the Camille and Issa parts and the rest of it wasn't great where the, where the, the mystery parts are really fun in I game guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing
1: level. like interesting about watching the next chapter and the next clue and the next piece. It was really just, are they going to end up back together <laughs> or not through the course of this? And they do. And then the, the like closing credit scene is that they, you know, Harking back to their original argument they, d- they do make it on Amazing Race And they are doing amazing well Until the very end when Kumail has to face His fear of horses Which yes. is funny and cute And like altogether, like Yeah, it was an enjoyable movie And I think it's like It's like a high quality enough Netflix film That I can see it doing very well On the streaming site But I think critics would have been A lot more critical of this film If it had been released in theaters
0: well, that okay. So this is two different things that I think are, are interesting that we should talk about. Number one is that I thought that this movie would easily be the number one thing on Netflix right now, given that The Wrong Missy was number one last week, which was a <laughs> abysmal movie. Yes. But this is number three, sitting behind the at least on my thing behind Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. which is on there now, mm-hmm. and also some show called Sweet Magnolias, which I never even heard of. <laughs> so it
1: just came out this week, I think too.
0: But so did, so I was like, is this, like, I watched this movie and thought it was really fun and then saw the 66 Rotten Tomatoes percentage and thought, oh, I thought it would have been a little higher than that. And then saw that it was third and thought, well, maybe this isn't doing as well as I thought that it would be, given the fact that there's so little
1: competition for it. I think, unfortunately, people are just racist. I really do think that. You think that that's it? it? I really do. I mean unfortunately i mean just thinking about netflix you know their top 10 in the u.s or whatever like i
0: i do i think it does play but a part avatar is like an anime show
1: yeah it's made by white people voiced by white people and has very right but i don't think
0: that people know that when they're <laughs> looking at an icon
1: yeah no i i hear you avatar though already has a huge audience that was excited to get to watch something that they had able to stream in a while and sweet magnolia is really really scratches a lot of people's itches for that like cheesy schmaltzy uh-huh. Hallmark sort of style romance. So I think unfortunately I do. I I I would put my I would I would say that, but maybe I'm just a pessimist about humanity in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I just there's less buzz around this than I I guess yeah. I had initially thought there was going to be. So then I looked up the release schedule of movies to see like where when this had was scheduled to come yeah. out in theaters, like do we think that this was a actually a blessing in disguise that it ended up on Netflix? So this is what we have. Um, so in the weeks previous, A Quiet Place Two comes out March twenty seventh, March twentieth. Mulan comes out March twenty seventh, and then April third we get this movie the lovebirds mm-hmm. which the other things coming out this weekend would have been its main competition saint Maud, the a24 <laughs> sort of like weird spiritual horror movie and new mutants which was <laughs> you know on its last leg and then yeah. the following week the new james bond movie comes out right? <laughs> so like do it's we insane. think that this i mean i don't see a lot of competition for this movie in the comedy space in this mix but there also are some big properties in quiet place mulan james bond like do you think that this movie is hurt or helped by getting moved to netflix or that it doesn't really matter would have sort of like the same fate either way
1: i guess i don't know like the monetary breakdown of like a movie selling to netflix you know like how much did they make Mm -hmm. in this deal but i don't think it would have done well in theaters and not only because Everyone can go and catch up on big releases like A Quiet Place or Mulan. But also just because comedies don't tend to do very well unless there's big word of mouth that follows it and I don't think this mm-hmm. movie would have gotten that. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel agree.
1: like I feel like it probably ended up doing better at least in getting in front of people with Netflix and I would imagine I wouldn't be surprised if this stays on the top 10 for a while for Netflix like whether or not it moves up and down um I think people are more likely to talk about like oh yeah this is a fun movie you should just check it out on this rather than like oh don't spend your money on going to the movie theater for this one just wait till it's on Netflix you know
0: I I also wondered how this is doing coming up this weekend in that yeah. i think there are a lot of people who a month ago were f- like fully in quarantine who now <laughs> are as i said like they're out on their boat they're at a wedding they're you know things are starting to open up they're not really paying attention to like stay at home orders very much anymore or those aren't in effect so i wonder if they are less. I mean, I I think that probably people are watching less things on Netflix and are less like hungry for them this week as they were like even a- two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, that makes sense too. So, is this a now, later, or never?
0: <laughs> I mean, I honestly really like this movie. I thought it was really yeah. fun. It's also again only ninety minutes, so it's short. It's a fun ride. It's PG thirteen. Yes.
1: No, it's or is it R. R? Yeah,
0: oh, it is.
1: Interesting, I think there's language, and you do see some I guess that's true. During the <laughs> well, during I was thinking,
0: I was thinking the during the orgy scene that there what that they weren't really showing us very much, so I yeah. was like, oh, this must be PG 13, but that's interesting that it's R. Um, so I guess I'm not family friendly, but <laughs> I do, yes, I would say that this is a now, I mean, especially since people. You should be not going as many places. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. If you're going to stay it's... home
0: some evening, maybe watch this.
1: Yeah. Especially if you gave time to The Wrong Missy. It's like, this is a movie. Oh better my gosh. The wrong, Missy.
0: <laughs> the wrong Missy. The Wrong Missy was so freaking terrible. Like, yeah. honestly, disturbed that I ever had to watch that movie. Curses yeah, no. on the gods who had nothing else come out that week.
1: <laughs> so, I think this is a good. I mean, it's entertaining. Even if it wasn't quarantine, I would say you could definitely check this out now or later because mm-hmm. it's on Netflix. So your pick. Oh, yeah.
0: Anytime. Um, so do you have any rapid fire questions?
1: Um, I Yeah, I was trying to think of a few. I don't have that many. But my one was, who would you rather be quarantined with of the duo?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Like of them as characters or of them as actors?
1: uh characters i guess is what i was thinking but if the answer is different i'd like to know why
0: well i mean kumail has been going has been going through like a home gym uh workout (laughs) craze in his lead up to be in whatever that marvel movie is so i don't know if i necessarily want to be quarantined with like a gym rat so i think i might pick (laughs) Issa out of the two actors although i also feel like maybe I would pick her out of the two characters as well. I yeah. mean, she was funny and he was a little bit like obnoxious in a couple places where I feel like yeah. she was more chill. And I think in quarantine, the more chill the person, <laughs> the better.
1: Yeah. I think honestly, he was kind of like a, he was like a dick. Like he was kind of his character. He was kind of like mansplainy and judgmental and kind of arrogant, which they address a little bit, but I was like I can see why she dumped him honestly. And like what <laughs> was there a
0: scene in particular where you were th- where you thought think this?
1: There was, but I'm trying to remember exactly what. I mean their argument in the beginning I think showed a lot of his colors like he I mean the whole thing is he's making fun of her thinking they could do Amazing Race and then it turns out he's never actually watched Amazing Race which is just like such a particular type of guy to me who's like has these loud opinions even though he doesn't have any justification to having them
0: <laughs> so uh-huh. I think
1: some of his choices just like rub me the wrong way like I'm like I know exactly what kind of guy this is based on and I don't necessarily love you whereas I love Issa Rae and I think I would like hanging out with her outside of this character but also as this character she seemed chill and it turned out she was a lot nicer than even um, Gibran I mean Kumel's character thought because she was talking about him at work and stuff. And he'd always thought that she didn't. And so he was a little more insecure than I cared for.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like that that's a classic, like, rom-com. Because <laughs> you, you need people to be, like, have enough unlikableness that you can see why that there's an issue between the two of them, but then also have it not be a big enough deal that you're not going to like it when they come back together at the end, right. you know, it's like a fine <laughs> line. So yeah. it's an easy, it's an easy <laughs> route to go. Um, I was thinking th- this movie is all set in the course of one day. And I was thinking about like, what are my favorite all in one day movies? Do you have some that you're like, Oh yeah, these oh, for sure.
1: Man. I'm trying to think of a single day movie.
0: Well, like, some of the ones that I was thinking of, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, mm. The Breakfast Club, Cloverfield, which is, like, more of a horror movie. Um, also, the ever-classic Valentine's Day and New Year's <laughs> Eve movies are all on oh, in one day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what was the question? Is this my favorite one day?
0: Yeah, well, or do you have a favorite one day? I
1: movie? I guess, I mean, I was trying to think. I mean, technically... Jurassic Park is almost one day, but there's some prequel <laughs> scenes. But so that probably doesn't count. But I would say I'd enjoy something more like Cloverfield um, mm-hmm. than this because I like sort of those action movies where it doesn't matter if you need context or not. Um So something like that, you know, like, oh, actually, I just rewatched um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is the third Die Hard movie. And I think that's like a really good. Actually, probably all those movies are pretty good one day movies. So I was Extraction all set to... in one day?
0: Or was that a couple of days?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think technically it's like they definitely sleep at least one night. Yes. And you also have the prequel moments. So I don't, I, I mean, guess, the that's pre true. scene moments. Yeah, so where he gets like count. kidnapped and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I would say Die Hard with a Vengeance is more of my, my favorite mm-hmm. of recent rewatches. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Do you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
1: You know, I don't like really because he annoys me. (laughs) Yes, I
0: was like, I was like, you know, I love that movie. It's like one of my favorite comedies (laughs) of all time. But I was like, I bet Shelby doesn't like that movie. That strikes me as exactly the type of movie that she would have a problem with. So there (laughs) we go. I had fun
1: sequences, but but something about him just always. I was like,
0: she doesn't like Ferris. She's not like on board with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I do like the Breakfast Club. I think that's good.
0: That's in that isn't in- that's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna have to ponder that for a while. Um <laughs> okay, next question.
1: Um, I guess I was gonna ask like which side character you most related to, but I mean it's kind of a tough field. There's not a lot of memorable side characters.
0: Oh yeah, the bacon grease lady. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> a fraternity, so maybe the frat bro who gets murdered. <laughs> um
1: pretty sad. Like, uh, pretty dark, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. That scene is like looking back. It's like remember that scene where the guy came in and just shot like <laughs> yeah. ten college kids, and then it was sort of never yeah. acknowledged again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and it went wa- and before the bad guy shows up and they get killed, they're making all of these jokes about how their frat kids and how they're like they're little Dave brett range. Kavanaughs yeah. and stuff yes and then they all get murdered and Issa sort of offhandedly says like oh what maybe i should have been nicer yeah. to them but then never it is we're never revisited that plot line so long
1: day yeah interesting she probably revisits it in therapy a few months you
0: know later. not all frat bros hashtag that you know <laughs>
1: Yeah. I did like the bit of the white couple in the beginning who like witness this death and are really traumatized. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't witness the death. They find the dead body and are kind of traumatized by it. And the girl who you know as the comedian from New York uh, Mm -hmm. is on line with the cops and she's like, and she just happens to be African American. Yes. I thought that was funny and like makes fun of white people, but it also felt very relatable to me. I'd be like, I just wanna be clear. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. That tracks. Um I I did feel like there was a missed opportunity. This movie was set in New Orleans and I felt like there wasn't a lot of New Orleansy things necessarily in it that I I wish that there had been. If you feel like you could have gotten like a Mardi Gras scene in here or, yeah. or you know, something that was more of in the, the French place. Quarter. Yeah. Cause yes. there's
1: nothing like noticeable about it except that they mentioned they're in New Orleans a couple of times. But it yeah. was like filmed in New Orleans. So it is weird yes. that they didn't. I mean, I don't know how these things work and like how much permits cost or whatever. So who knows. But if you're already there, it's like at least film some like B roll footage of the yeah. notable landmarks. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. i mean i do feel like i know that there are other things shot in new orleans so i wonder if so i think that that is one of those cities that they shoot in decently Mm -hmm. you know fairly often but like vancouver or like atlanta but Mm -hmm. um but yeah that is interesting what is the weirdest place that you've ever bought clothing because in this (laughs) they have to like swap out their clothes so they go to like a like, I don't even know, like a Walgreens like or a, something yeah. <laughs> grocery store and buy these ridiculous sort of like outfits that are <laughs> like you would find in a gas station.
1: I don't think I've ever had like some sort of bodily accident that in required an immediate costume change. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's something where I just happened to be. I mean, when I was a kid, like I loved wearing big like my dad's big T-shirts. So. I'm sure we just like bought one from a gas station one day that I wore mm-hmm. in the car or whatever. Do you have something more interesting in mind?
0: Well, there was once when I was in college and <laughs> I was flying home or no, I was flying to Florida on like, it was a break and I can't, maybe it was Christmas or Thanksgiving. I can't remember when, when exactly it was, but like, no, it must've been winter. It was winter. So I guess it was Christmas. So I was flying from pennsylvania where i went to college to orlando and we were going straight to disney world and due to the time of the flight and like getting a ride from friends from college i had gotten a ride from college like the night before and then slept over in the airport and flew out like early that morning and so when i got to Orlando my luggage was gone And I was wearing (laughs) all stuff from Like Pittsburgh winter so you know Like Mm -hmm. full on like long pants Sweater whatnot and I had also (laughs) slept In it so I felt really gross and we but we were going to Disney World and so i didn't have my luggage and there was not really like a clothing store necessarily at disney so i had to just kind of wander around like the magic kingdom <laughs> looking for some place that sold like actual clothing items right. you know that weren't just like t-shirts and there was this sort of like surf shop that was in <laughs> like near the Tiki Lounge Uh that sold kind of like weird bathing suit shorts. Um, So I got some of those and like Mickey Mouse boxers that they were uh, were selling in some kind of packet. And then um, and then like a T-shirt. So I wore that around. But now it's weird because whenever I wear any of those articles of it's like i just have a random <laughs> pair of mickey mouse boxers like n- that don't match any other boxer yeah. shorts i've ever worn but i have those because i got them there so that's like a weird article of clothing yeah. that i have
1: so memorable mm-hmm. <laughs> okay my last question was um since we like the pairing of these two actors what comedy do you think they would have really thrived in like what would you recast them in if you could you know, I,
0: I mean, I really like them. I think that they're also, I like them in this movie because the romance element to it isn't like that heavy. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that, I don't know if I would have wanted to watch them and say like, uh, you've got mail or something where it's going to be right. like a lot, mostly a romance and some comedy. I think they're better in like some comedy, maybe like a little bit of romance or even not a romance, just like a friend movie. I could honestly see them in sort of like some kind of workplace comedy as yeah. like coworkers I think that they would maybe be funny. I'm trying to think for some reason or another I'm getting in my mind something where some movie that we watched where the setup is that they work at a video game company. What movie <laughs> is that?
1: Video game company. I don't know. Yeah, they
0: we watched this. I remember talking about it on the podcast. Like they work the main character like works at a video game and they have to like pitch something to the boss and it's like they only have so many days to come up with it this is oh, a plot little? if a movie <laughs> is that in little <laughs> yeah. yeah okay that's... i mean i guess so they're, not
1: they're pi- they're pitching an app so i don't know if that's okay exactly yes what you're
0: thinking, yes but... no no that is what yeah, i'm thinking okay, of yeah. <laughs> so i'm thinking maybe like That kind of a situation, not the little part, but like some kind of like workplace, like millennial workplace drama. I think they'd be funny.
1: Like, what about like the more recent Men in Black? Do you think they could have carried that? The international one? Well,
0: Camille uh, was in that.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: As the little (laughs) like. saved
1: it. Yeah.
0: Yes. So (laughs) I don't know if Issa Rae (laughs) as taking the Tessa Thompson spot really like fixes that very much. Um, I don't think that they would be good in like an action comedy.
1: Oh, really? I
0: think they could be funny in a horror comedy.
1: Like I could see them doing Scream or
0: something. Well, I
1: thought they could do like a like a cop, like a buddy cop sort of like central intelligence or something. You know,
0: I could see them in like a sort of a Reno 911 setting where they're like not very good at being cops. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Something like that but maybe tag could have been a good place for them
0: <laughs> oh i loved tag they would have been fun in that <laughs> yeah i had yeah. totally forgotten about that movie but i really did like it i thought that was so fun
1: <laughs> yeah it was fun and then I at the it's
0: end just a sucker punch honestly <laughs> wow that yeah, movie took journey. me on a ride <laughs> did you, well, you i bet have... you didn't like that movie did you
1: Oh, I didn't That mind feels it.
0: like a movie you didn't like.
1: I th- I didn't mind it because that plot doesn't matter, per se. Like, I don't like it when a movie like this, where it's like, it's a mystery they have to solve, turns out to be pretty bad. Tag is literally plotless. It's just friends being annoying to each other. So I was fine with it. I remember enjoying it. Okay.
0: The best part about Tag was that the whole time you're like, this is ludicrous. This is the dumbest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. And then at the end, you realize they show you pictures and videos of the actual thing and the stuff in the movie that you thought was (laughs) ludicrous are things that actually happened and they have footage of and it just made me like the whole movie 80 times more than i already liked it because i was like oh that weird outfit where he's dressed up as a grandma is the exact (laughs) outfit that some actual person actually wore
1: yeah this turned into a tag love fest but
0: i know who knew (laughs) who knew um okay well i don't have any other questions so me neither the end of the episode
1: yeah we've reached it. um i don't know what we're doing next week but hopefully something good and i guess we could do a whole episode about how run totally lost its footing in the finale but oh i didn't <laughs>
0: watch i haven't watched the finale yet well i haven't I mean, either
1: but i just mean the last three oh, okay. episodes have been sort of a weird turn but Uh, oh yeah it's a while so we'll find something to talk about but until then you can always find us on social media we're at Wrong on instagram twitter and facebook and uh be sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts uh, where you can just scroll all the way down and and write us a nice note yes
0: that would be wonderful and we'll read it on the podcast (laughs) um see you guys next week bye